0: Listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and this evening I'm joined by my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man?
1: I'm doing okay. I still don't know what we're doing talking about this division. Are we just gonna be talking about half the teams here? I just I don't know what you do. I, I, I just got off of work. You're interrupting me. This is my time where I get to now watch True Blood because I've now gone back in time to 2008. And I'm trying to live a nice, peaceful lifestyle. And what do you do? You bug me.
0: Well, I know last time we talked about how much we hated the NFC East. Um, I kind of hate this division also. Like I hate the, East the, the NFC East the most. And how? this is probably my second least favorite division.
1: Listen, I hate the NFC East, but at least it's competitive in ways. Even if it's bad competitive, it's still something there. This, I don't know what's here, Matt. There's nothing here.
0: Well, uh, I think of all the ones we've done, this one is probably going to make you the angriest, from what I have to say.
1: You keep saying this, which is really bothering me. It's almost like you're going to hurt my feelings, or you're going to post a nude photo of myself. I hope you do.
0: A nude photo or a nude photo?
1: Dude, nude. Okay. What else? What type of photo am I talking about here?
0: I said a new photo. So yeah, I post a new. Fo- I post a photo of you once a week. So you gotta stop posting pictures of me.
1: That'd be amazing if you did that. Just make sure I look good. Make sure it's on my good side. You get my bad side. I swear to God.
0: Yeah, well, uh, not this time. But so we'll start with the Chicago Bears. Um, the last time we saw the Chicago Bears, they were the seventh seed in the NFL playoffs, proving already that the addition of an extra playoff team is stupid, a waste of time, an absolutely terrible idea. And they played that crappy, you know, uh, idiotic Nickelodeon game where the only thing the Bears did of any excitement or merit was run a double reverse pass and then watch their wide receiver drop in the end zone. And that was the only chance they had to even score any points at all, and they were pretty much blanked. Um, But, yeah, they played a pretty easy schedule last year. They won some close games. They switched from Foles to Trubisky and Trubisky had like a better year than he did the year before, mainly because he played against easier teams and Nick Foles had that two of those hoofed wins where uh, you know, he beat Atlanta, he beat Tampa Bay, and then he struggled against, you know, better competition on top of that. So here they are, the Bears are back again, but with two new quarterbacks and Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Um, so are you How long do you think Andy Dalton's going to be the starter here in Chicago this year?
1: Okay, so first things first, we have to start with this, Matt. Do you hear what Andy Dalton said? What did he say? He said whenever Justin Fields was named the star, he's like, yeah, I had to make sure that he understands that this is my time.
0: What the hell is
1: the matter with you?
0: He's 33. He hasn't been good in like four years.
1: Everyone has seen his time. Your time has already been passed. Red Rocket, you're done. You blew up on the launching pad. It's time for that new young Rocket that's now going to be coming up. And for him to say that, he, oh my, even in preseason, his ass is already being booed, where then Justin Fields has to be like, hey, audience, I don't think that's very kind to do that to Andy. And then Andy says that crap. Andy can go to hell.
0: I like it. I'm also like, Dalton, so three years ago, he got hurt. Two years ago, he was awful in Cincinnati. Last year, he was awful in Dallas. And like we know what Dalton needs. He needs a really great offensive line and really great skilled players. Yeah. And if he has that, he can be like the 14th best quarterback. And yeah. what, And so what do the Bears have? They have a bad right side of their offensive line. They don't know who's going to start left tackle for them. Um, their skilled players are really weird, where it's Allen Robinson, Demir Bird, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, and David Montgomery. Like, it's fine. Like, this is probably like, what? Do
1: you feel good about them? I think it's
0: like the 18th best skill position group.
1: I'll put it this way. Even with how bad Dallas is, he had all the weapons in the world. So if he can't do anything with those type of weapons, now, in my opinion, we're taking a step back with these weapons.
0: There's no way in hell. At least the offensive line is probably a little bit better for Chicago this year than it was with Dallas' four-string offensive lineman where Zach Martin's playing left tackle, then he gets hurt.
1: (laughs) To answer your question, though, to begin with, it's going to be, man, Nagy's such a terrible coach. Five games.
0: Five games. Yes. Yeah, I don't don't like Nagy very much either. And, like, he runs such a cute little offense, too, you know? It's all these little screen passes and all these funky formations and these little shovel passes, and none of it goes anywhere, and none of it has any sort of like big play or big gain ability at all.
1: Well, and let me ask you this, because I know that you have so much time on your hands now because you have nothing to do these days. So why am I hearing that with Buffalo? Trubisky looks so good and Nagy just ruins quarterbacks. Everyone is now having a theory that, either Nagy is gone after this year or he's going to ruin Justin Fields. Interesting. It's one, of, it's one of those two things that are going to happen because if he stays and Justin Fields becomes a starter, everybody just believes that he's going to ruin him.
0: Well, I think one thing that's important here is that I think bald visor is the worst look a man can have.
1: Man, I it's got It's an it.
0: awful look. Why even, Why even do it?
1: The visors.
0: not a fan. Yeah, visors are terrible in general unless you're playing NFL Street. And if you're bald, what's even the point of having a visor then?
1: I don't know either. I don't know what you're trying to do. Because it's like you're trying to emphasize the bald. Uh, Yeah. That's what you're doing.
0: It's like you're mooning everybody, both your head.
1: And nobody wants to see it. It's disgusting.
0: Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, Nagy, of course, you know, he came from Annie Reed's. He was the offense coordinator underneath Annie Reid which isn't, th- which is a pretty easy thing to do as we've seen. And yeah. then his one great year in Chicago, that was the year in the bears had DVOA of like, it was 25.4%. They had plus 14 turnover differential. They forced like 32 turnovers and uh, they had that bad loss against Philadelphia, but their offense wasn't good that year. It was just their defense set up really short fields for them to score, you know, 24, 27 points. And they dropped down to like 20 and 16 points, that sort of thing. But, um, I mean I think the thing about Trubisky I know that he they crushed Green Bank, he looked great. Like as a backup quarterback. And yeah. uh not than like Fields has been pretty good against backup players too, you know.
1: So but that's kinda of, well with Justin Fields though, that's kinda of the point here is that he and everyone has said, I don't watch really much of preseason because I think preseason is a big waste of time.
0: Of course it is.
1: Yeah. But when it comes to just – because by the way, watching Hard Knocks and seeing the guys like play against each other in like the scrimmage practices where you see like the L.A., Dallas, and all the other teams do it. Yeah. It just seems like that that's like more of a preseason to me. Oh, for sure it is. They show us. So when it comes to Justin Fields, however – I mean, apparently he's looked great, and everyone's been loving it. It's just, it seems like that it's going to be a lot of talent versus Nagy being the one that's really making the plays and all that.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I really like Fields. I just wish he went to, like, I wish he went to the Jets. Like, I think the Jets have been a better place for him to end up at than Chicago, and part of the reason why is like, Nagy's offense, I don't think, really takes advantage of the deep passing game. Again, everything's so cute and stupid, you know? Hold on. It's like, it's the Alex Smith offense. Or your quarterback. quarterback's a point guard instead of a quarterback.
1: What's his face down in New York has a cannon? I truly Oh, I saw- know. I
0: saw his preseason stuff. I'm like, all <laughs> right. Well, maybe. I know I was like, I hate him there in the Jets. I wish he went somewhere else. But he looked pretty good there, though.
1: Dude, he has. I didn't know he had that arm. So whenever they showed him preseason, oh, holy smokes, Cotton, she's got a cannon.
0: Yeah. It's-
1: It was so quick. It was like the Justin Herbert that we saw last year. We were like, oh my God, where did this come from? And he looks tinier.
0: It was a real G. Willikers moment. Um, Sorry. So this is the Bears schedule. At Los Angeles, Cincinnati, at Cleveland, Detroit, at Las Vegas, Green Bay, at Tampa, San Francisco, at Pittsburgh, bye week Baltimore, at Detroit. So they have like... Th- like three of their first five games are winnable. Then they go on a complete murderer's row for four weeks and then they get Detroit. So my, yes. my cute little prediction though, is I think fields is start is going to start week 12 against Detroit because of the way the schedule plays. Like I think any Dalton will have oh. them at like maybe your two or three wins he, through the first no. five. Yeah. Cause again, I think, I think Dalton will have them at like two or three wins through five weeks and they're going to get skunked by green Bay, Tampa, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore. And then they don't, you don't want to start fields against either one of those defenses. And then they'll start him against Week 12 against Detroit. And then he'll get Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, the Giants in Minnesota. And then you have enough. You give him some chance to learn, some time to learn, give him easier uh, teams to play against. And also he have to play enough games where you have a kind of a better idea of what he is as a professional quarterback, too.
1: So then are, are you saying that Chicago just seems like they're kind of tanking?
0: Not tanking at all. I just think it's, they don't have that good of a team. No, I think they are. I think with Nagy, like Nagy could get fired through this year. Same thing with with Pace. Pace could get fired through this year, too. So I don't think they're tanking at all. I just don't think they're that good. I think the schedule's tough, too. From like, well, it's tough in the middle. And like with Dalton, Dalton's not going to beat Tampa, San Francisco. Uh, And as much as I don't like Pittsburgh, you know, I don't think he's going to beat them or Baltimore or Green Bay.
1: I think he has probably three wins out of that. So I think that's a thing is that I'll I'll still even stick by that I think after, okay, I'll even say after week five, because I'll say that Dalton's going to go two and three, and then the voices are going to start to happen where everyone's going to start to yell and scream. Because to your point, this schedule should be easy enough where Dalton has a winning record.
0: And it could he, be. Or like, it'll be two and three or three and two, you know?
1: But if he's three and two, then he keeps his job.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, the way I see it is you're better off starting Fields week one and if you don't, then just don't play Fields until Week 12. Like just the way yeah. the schedule looks, you know?
1: 17 games now, Matt. Don't you forget? You have so many games now to play in the NFL. There's so much time, which is why you can do the five weeks, but then if you're really interested in making a playoff spot, you're going to switch the guy out.
0: Well, that's seven games for Fields if he if he plays Week 12.
1: Uh, that's... No, I'm not in for that. I'm still not in for that.
0: I just went not want his first game be against Tampa Bay. You know what I mean? Oregon's what? Baltimore. Oregon's Pittsburgh, you know?
1: That's what Dak's first game is going to be against this year.
0: Yeah, it's not the same thing.
1: It's the same thing. No, it's
0: not. It's the same team. Um. Yeah, like, I mean, Robinson's great. I like Darnell Mooney a lot. Like, if you play fancy football, I think he could be an interesting sleeper player. Uh, they have Marquise Goodwin, who's like supposed to be a deep wide receiver. And same thing with Mooney, and that's the thing that's weird about him, it's like, a lot, a lot of us Trubisky never kind of up that downfield throwing ability, but this offense isn't really good at creating that either, so it's a lot of Allen Robinson. I think the most interesting thing for this offense, for me, is whenever they run two tight end sets, like, I really like Cole Komet, and their two tight end sets with him and Jimmy Graham last year were actually the best uh, personnel, like, the best offensive formation that they had. And so, like, that's kind of what I'm most excited to see whenever Chicago plays with Annie Dalton is how they use those two tight end sets.
1: I'm not sure if I'm going to be excited for that. Again, Dalton is not, man, I watched this guy last year. I believed in the Red Rocket. I went on and on about it making myself look like an ass.
0: Yeah, I'm you not- wanted him. You got monkeys yeah. pawed.
1: Dude, I did this. You
0: got fisted by the monkeys paw.
1: Oh, my God, double fisted. I never want to ever cheer for this guy ever again, which is why I just don't see it even with the Titans. But I mean, it just seems I like just, that. I just
0: like it, you know. They had a DVOA of five point two percent in that personnel. Like, yeah, you know, like I like Combat, Like Graham's just a red zone threat now. He's not really good like play by play. Yeah, he's just like he boxes out guys who are five foot ten.
1: Just go and stand. Hey, Jimmy, run three yards and just stand in the end zone. Hopefully you're big enough to just catch the pass. I just feel like, I don't know, the, it, the tight ends are so dominant because they're wide receivers, in my opinion. I don't like. I don't like Allen Robinson that much.
0: All he does is get like 1,200 yards every year, though.
1: I know. I know. And granted, he hasn't had the best quarterback play for him. And yet he's, his whole
0: career. It was Bortles and then Trubisky.
1: Hey, man, I love me some Blake Bortles, though. Yeah. He's the best he one fun year. he's ever seen.
0: If we had one fun year. Well, he had two good years. Remember his rookie year? He threw for like 4,500 yards, and they were bad. He threw like 30 interceptions, and then he had that 2017 season where he like you know, managed things completely. Um, the weird thing about the Bears, too, is that they have the oldest team in football, and this is the result of them trading all the draft picks they traded to get Khalil Mack, to move up and get Trubisky to move up and get fields. And so they don't really have a lot of depth at all. This team is pretty much all stars and scrubs. Um a lot of their star players were were kind of acquired by making trades up to select guys. And uh and it's an old team too. So like it's kind of weird if you look at, you know, where the future of the Bears may be with fields where, you know, you have a guy who's gonna be on a rookie contract and let's say like he's actually like a, a starting quarterback. You'll have fields on this team that's really old. And so like you may be in a setup where you know Fields is on an old roster, and it may take like two or three years for them to even have a good football team around him. Even if Fields turns out to be you know, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, anyways at all. And so it's just kind of a weird fit for Chicago. I think they're kind of they're stuck right now. I think the franchise in general is kind of in a bad place at the moment.
1: I agree, and I think Nagy is to blame, which is why and, and their, G, my... their
0: GM is in combination with that too. Like he went all in. On that one season they had the they had the double doink missed field goal and that kind of crushed them that year.
1: So who's the who dis, who decided on Justin Fields though? I, don't think I guess Nagy Pace did.
0: did. That's um, what I mean. Yeah, Pace traded up to select him.
1: Exactly. I don't think it was Nagy on this. I don't think Nagy
0: won. I think it. Nagy celebrated and he was like, Yeah, woohoo, that sort of thing.
1: I'm not sure that he liked it at all. That's all what the
0: that's what the team report said. That's the reporting inside the building. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's to make himself look good, there. That's why Andy Dalton's the starter, and not Justin Fields. But when it comes to how, with my IQ prediction for this team, it's just going back to where Nagy. I think everything is just Nagy's fault here. He's fired after this season. Okay, yeah, he's gone. Donezo. up because this team's not going to make the playoffs, and this team's going to have a losing record. Well, and you- I like this team should.
0: Yeah, and then you you have the stupid seventh wild card thing, and all of a sudden they're making the playoffs, and they should at all. Um, But the defense is still really good. Like They have one, two, three, four. They have five stars on it with Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, uh, Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson. Yeah, they can't get hurt. I I think the dumbest move this team made was giving Robert Quinn the contract he got. What did they pay him? They paid him like four years, $80 million.
1: Holy crap. And he's like
0: 32 years old entering this year. Last season he was healthy all year. He had 18 pressures, six hits, and two sacks. Um, has not played up to his contract at all. And they're stuck with him for a little bit. I'll, I'll pull up his exact age. He is going to be... Uh, Akeem Hicks is 32. He's going to be 31 this year. So Max 30. Hicks is 32. Quinn's 31. And they don't really have any like defensive line depth at all. Like It's all based around those three guys.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And so if one of those guys even go out then now your defense is struggling where then you have any Dalton. It's just, again, you don't have anything that's really coinciding for me where no, no side of the ball for me here is dominant. Because no matter what injuries are going to be able to happen, so you just have to automatically go in to expect that some of those guys on the defensive end are going to be knocked out for a few weeks. So then you're expecting your offense to be able to lift it. And I just don't see it this year with them. And that's why I think if Justin Fields was playing, you have a little bit of a better shot because he'll be able to create more. Without it, I just I don't get the defense either. I'm not a fan of it.
0: Yeah. So they gave Quinn five years, seventy million, but they can cut him after next year um, to be able to save like your twelve million cap space. Had to pay like you know twelve million dollars in dead money or Two whatever.
1: Sacks last season.
0: Yeah, but he he th- it was seventy million with thirty million guaranteed. But yeah, it seemed like an obvious like overpay. Or like the decision Dallas made to sign was a great decision. But you don't pay for the outlier for an older edge rusher who has spent an entire career, you know, being hurt as well too. So the Bears have had a top ten defense the last three seasons. Do you think they're going to repeat again this year and have another top ten defense?
1: I do not. No, no. It's like what I said. I just I'm not feeling this at all. It just this is very very reminiscent, very similar to like a Houston Texans team where I just. I don't like anything I'm seeing here, because it just looks like that nothing's really working, and so I feel like this is not going to be a top ten defense, and this team is not going to be able to make the playoffs regardless of that extra spot.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good way to put it, and like I think it's a team that went all in on the Trubisky decision. They had the defense in place. They went all in to move up to select him. Exactly. It didn't work out. They lost, you know, three years behind that. But it's like their teams their team like had a window like the, the team itself was here and the quarterback was here. And now they went to make a, a trade the quarterback as it's kind of kind of shift, you know, where you're probably in two or year, three years, they're going to have the quarterback, but they're not going to the team around him at all. Uh, and again, like not having any draft picks for the future by trading up to select him. And some of the decisions they made previously, I think also will, will hurt that too, because again, this is one of the oldest teams in football. So my cute little prediction is that field starts week 12 Years is that Jim Nagy gets fired after this year, or some point this season, at least. Um, the over/under is seven and a half. So, what are you taking on this one?
1: Holy crap! I would never ever bet this line. So, oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna pick seven wins.
0: Yeah, I took the under and did seven wins as well. And uh, I, I feel co- like if I was a gambling man. I would feel confident if I took the under against him.
1: No, because I was So that's my thing on why I wouldn't say, because it's funny that seven and a half, dude, it's seven or eight. Uh,
0: I just think that, that middle part of the schedule is really tough.
1: I agree. I agree. It's just whenever it comes down to the end and not many teams are trying and all that, that's always what I fear.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I, I think it kind of also depends too on how well any Dalton does in the first five weeks. Like, you make the bet. And Dalton's like one and four, or they start fields early, you're like, oh, alright. Dicks. All right. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. So the next team here is the Detroit Football Lions. Um, I have a confession, of all the teams in the NFC North, this is my favorite team. I cannot what? wait to watch what? the Detroit Lions this year. What? I think they're just so absolutely insane. What? And absolutely ridiculous that uh I'm gonna have a ton of fun watching the Lions this year. What
1: what is no okay you, right, okay. you, you want
0: me to make the case for the Lions?
1: You no, know, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I know how you are, so I just wanna I just want to make a guess. Is it because Pina Sewell, I just wanna watch the offensive lineman because he could be the best in the draft. I love me some O linemen. That's that's you.
0: Well, is that right? That's one of like 15 okay. reasons why. Right. So, Go ahead. So this is a team who was completely lambasted and destroyed by Matt Patricia's, you know, disgusting beard, his sweaty, his sweaty tits, his, his pencil. stupid pencil, not on his dumb, dumb degree from a rocket from a fake rocket school that would have, uh, tried try to send a whale to the moon and, and ended up suffocating it, you know, right outside the atmosphere. Um, and like I think there's so much bad will you know, built up around this team from Darius Slay having a trade request on social media. It was reported the players had a mimosa party in the locker room after the end of the season because they knew they would no longer have to play for Matt Patricia anymore. Um, also, all the players that they signed were just all expatriate players. They signed a the big contract. There were bad players that they completely overpaid for. They did things like, we gotta be a tough team. We gotta stop the run, and they would sign these run stoppers, and they would have the worst run defense in football. The following season, they play a ton man coverage, and it never worked. And they pushed out the one cornerback who kind of played man coverage in Slay. Um, they drafted Akuda last year, and he was bad. Matt Stafford got hurt. You, know, they never had. They like they were never good at all. They were they were bad the entire time he was here, and he was there for three years. And so, I think by hiring Dan Campbell, who's the complete opposite Matt Patricia. I'm so excited for like, I would love for Matt Patricia. I mean, not Matt Patricia, but Dan Campbell to ground me for an entire month because I forgot to take out the trash. Uh, and the tra- and like, I'm running out to pull the trash can out. And I'm like five minutes too late. And I'm so upset because you know, my stepdad's going to come home and, and ground me for a month. They got rid this of 19.
1: 19- Where's this <laughs> going? Like I feel like I'm watching something from Cinemax after 11 PM. What's going on?
0: They got rid of 19 players. It was like a lot of these like bad uh, Matt Patricia decisions. They, and also by training for Jared Goff, which there's no funnier place for Jared Goff to play football than the Detroit Lions. It's going to be 20 degrees. There's not a Hollister at any malls. There's not even any malls open in Detroit anymore. So he's not going to be able to find a Hollister at all whatsoever. There's no beach volleyball at all anymore. Uh, the pizza there is weird. You know, the lake is going to be very off saying that it's not the Pacific Ocean anymore. And I don't really know, like, who he's going to throw to either. And so, like, Goff playing in Detroit's funny, but also playing this offense where his wide receivers are Tyra Williams, Brashad Perriman, and Quintess Cephas, and Khalif Raymond. And these are all receivers who are, like, good at running downfield. And, like, they're supposed to be deep threat receivers. And one of the things that Goff has been awful at, um, with the Rams, one of the reasons why Sean McVay traded him is that he couldn't throw the ball downfield to make you know, big play throws at all. And so Goff is now in this offense that you can't do that at all whatsoever, which I think is going to be uh, really funny. I think DeAndre Swift is going to catch a lot of passes. He'll be fun to watch. He'll be like Austin Eckler. Like, as you mentioned, their offensive line is one of the better ones in football with Sewell, Ragnow, Videside, Jonah Jackson, Taylor Decker, and I'm really excited to watch them. Um, I like TJ Hawkinson's hair a whole lot. And, like, defensively, that, like, yeah. I like their edge rushers and Flowers and Okura. I think Okura is one of the most underrated players in the game. And I hope, like, Jeff Okuda has some sort of bounce-back season after having probably one of the most, like, disappointing uh, rookie seasons we've seen in a while from a defensive player where a lot of people projected him to be, like, a no-doubt, like, shut-down cornerback right away, which that very rarely happens. But that was kind of the skill level they attest him to. And uh, and so maybe in, in a Dan Campbell defense uh, that will help. And the other thing I really like about them also is their coaching staff. So Dan Campbell is their head head coach. Anthony Lynn, who I'm kind of whatever on, is their offensive coordinator. Their defense coordinator is Aaron Glenn, though. And also these are former players on their coaching staff. Do Staley? Do you remember him from the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, no, I do. He's, he's their running backs coach. Mark Brunell, Mark Brunell, he's their quarterbacks coach. Antoine Randall L, the, he's their wide receiver coach. And former Texans head coach and Green Bay Packers, defense coordinator Dom Capers here as well to help Aaron Glenn uh, run this 3-4 defense. So those are all the reasons why I'm really excited to watch the Lions. I think unlike the rest of the teams here, the Lions are at least like silly. There's some absurd and there's like some sort of like intrigue here. Unlike, you know, Chicago and Green Bay, and Minnesota, the Lions have a, are a little bit different, you know
1: the hell are you talking about? I'm lay excited. And I let you rant for just this garbage? This is so awful. What the <laughs> hell is the matter with you? Oh, my God. Okay. Let's start with this. So the only people that are going to be catching passes are TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. None of those receivers are catching passes. So we're already done with the offense. I'm so glad Jared Goff has so much time. Behind this great offensive line, where he's just gonna bail out to his running back every five seconds. So that's one thing. The other thing, when it comes to this defense, what are we talking about, Matt? What do you love? There's nothing. You're like, Ooh, Akuda's gonna have a bounce back. You
0: hope he I does. I hope he does. I don't know if he does. I, I hope. hope he too. I like Akora a lot. Akora's like the only really good player on this defense.
1: Which Akora?
0: Romeo, not Julian.
1: Okay, not Julian ass. I just don't understand what you like and what you're going to enjoy. For me, this is a team I'm not going to watch. I'm going to watch this team in two years when they're actually going to be decent. I don't want to watch the rebuild process on year one.
0: Well, you know how I am. I always find like there's always like a bad team that kind of catches my eye who I can't stop watching. This
1: is beyond bad. I,
0: I think the Lions are going to be that team for this year.
1: This is I, – I don't understand. It, it's only because the offensive line. I know that's all this is. It's only because of the O-line. You are like, oh, my God, I love this team so much.
0: I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to be kind of fun. They're be kind of feisty. They're going to be a little frisky, you know, because, again, because Patricia's gone. They're going to be so happy Patricia's in here. The Lions gonna be kind of a little, you know, yeah. a little sharper, I guess.
1: Their quarterback uh, is Jared Goff. Right, he can so, wear the flip-flops, Matt. No I know, flip-flops. I know.
0: It's hard. Uh, but so Goff, with pressure, his DVOA was negative 126.8%, which is among the worst in the league. Without pressure, 55.8%. Does that make you more excited watch the Lions, playing behind a better offensive line?
1: No, no. This doesn't make me excited at all. Because to your point, Matt, he can't throw the ball downfield. He just can't. Yeah,
0: and that the receivers don't make any sense at all. <laughs> they're like what is Goff bad at let's get three of those guys
1: Tyrell Williams is going to catch one pass a game
0: it really is like a, a solid death trap for Jared Goff he's playing in Detroit he can't throw the ball downfield he has three receivers that only do that they don't really Point. run play action DeAndre Swift isn't like a uh, he's not really like a like a 25 carry sort of running back uh, and he's going to be stuck in this like west coast offense as well too and uh yeah, I and, and I really don't know how many bootlegs they're gonna use in that sort of thing too for him either. I, I think it's like putting his hands in that metal box to try to grab a syringe. Like that's the lines for Jared Goff.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what this is. He might as well be playing a game of Saw because all they're wanting to do is set him up for failure. Oh yeah, Chair, we're gonna give you some weapons. Here's guys you'll never be able to use. <laughs> and DeAndre Swift is gonna be injured by week seven.
0: You think so? We all- I hope
1: not. I don't hope so either. It's just going to happen. At least he has Jamal Williams who only wants to talk about anime. I am now a huge fan of of Jamal Williams. Him and I are going to be hanging out one day because all all we're going to talk about is anime together. And the fact that not one single reporter could have asked him some type of question pertaining to that topic just bothers me.
0: That's why you got to become a reporter. You got to go back to school.
1: Well, where's where's my league pass, man? are you supposed to get us field passes this year? We're supposed to go.
0: No, I had I uh, heard some bad news this week. I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Maybe next year will be different. Um. So, is this? Do you think this is the worst defense in the NFL?
1: It's gonna be top five worst.
0: Last year they were they finished last in defensive DVOA. This year they are predicted to finish thirtieth uh, in defensive DVOA. Do you think they actually finished last?
1: I don't want to say they do because obviously there could always be injuries that happen, and in Chicago is just a few injuries away from being last. I'm gonna uh, no, I'm not gonna say last. I'm not gonna say last.
0: Uh, I'm not gonna I say so either. I think mean, they could be maybe like 24th this year.
1: I was gonna say I'm gonna put them probably at like 28th, maybe some 27th at the, the most, but that's it.
0: I just like everything I've heard about Aaron Glenn as a defensive coordinator, and it's kind of the Adam Gase thing. It's like when you go from the worst coach in the world to, like, a at least like solid, you know, an insane person. I think there's some like you know, dead count bounce, a dead cat bounce potential there too for it. Um so you, you want to
1: do a spanking, man. Okay.
0: No, I yeah, I would no. I don't want him to spank me. No, no, no. <laughs> I do not want him to spank me. I want him to go be out at the bar punch and, me and have like 10 shots of Jim beam and, and then, seven Coors yellow belly and then come home and the trash isn't taken out and just absolutely kick the shit fuck? out of me. That's <laughs> what I want Dan Campbell to do to me. I don't want him to spank me. I want him to just, I want to be involved the in a domestic abuse tragedy with Dan Campbell involved.
1: Oh my God.
0: My mom's screaming from the stop and he's like, you're next. If you don't shut, shut your whore mouth Prince, up.
1: Uh, I, I love this. this That's is what so I crazy. want.
0: <laughs> he's just slobbering everywhere like he has rabies.
1: What is going on? Why are these slobbering He like, I am gonna do this. Yeah, he's just
0: so mad. There's just spittle flying everywhere. Undisturbed. Yeah, this is why I want out. Dan Campbell. Um, but I think he's the anti-Matt Patricia. Like Matt Patricia, like tried to be a tough guy, but he wasn't a tough guy. He wasn't was just big. A, a big boobed, you know, idiot. Dan Campbell is an actual legitimate tough guy. <laughs>
1: That's all he is. He's a big boob. That's yeah. all
0: he is because he's not a top. He's not. All right. So you hear Jared Goff's uh, projections. I know you <laughs> like these so much every time I bring them up. It's so gross. All right. 63.8% completion percentage, uh-huh. 4,584 passing yards, okay. 25 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, uh, 6.8 net yards a pass attempt, and a DVA of negative 0.8%. It's all right.
1: I was like, I have no arguments here. It's okay. That's going to be about right. I would say maybe bump up the INTs a little bit more and maybe put the yards per pass a little bit lower. But other than that, man, I'm in. I don't think that's outrageous to say he'll have 25 TDs. I would hope he has 25 TDs.
0: Yeah, especially in a 17-game season.
1: That's what I mean. I mean, come on. You got to at least throw like just a TD a game, maybe just a couple games you throw two.
0: Um, their backup quarterbacks, Tim Boyle, who is the backup quarterback in Green Bay, he is an undrafted free agent. He who, who said he was going to challenge Jared Goff for the the starting job, and he heard his thumb, so that's not going to happen. It's going to be a lot of David yeah. Blue if something happens to Goff this year.
1: Yeah, um, uh, great confidence he's got there, in Boyle.
0: The other thing that sucks for the Lions is that they play the AFC North and the NFC West too, so they play the four toughest projected schedule also. Like, Jared Goff is going to get it. he's If his offensive line wasn't good, he's going to be bad this year. It's going to be a bad year for bad. Jared Goff.
1: Like, and that's the thing. He's going to be so bad. And like what I told you, he's only going to throw to two guys the entire season. And if one of them goes down, oh, my God, he's done for.
0: But I think he kind of deserves it after playing in the one of the easiest offenses in football and getting a big contract out of it. Not being able to make any throws, only throwing, only having three points against New England in that Super Bowl, um, and being lauded for like, again, not doing a whole lot all whatsoever. Like I think this is what Jared Goff deserves, you know.
1: All I know is what's going to happen when Daddy can't tell you what to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is what he deserves. Anthony Lynn's not going to tell you what to do. No, he's going to make you throw a four-yard out route to uh, T.J. Hawkinson.
1: That's exactly right. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like Goff is just going to be in the pod going, oh, oh, oh yeah. For like
0: seven seconds. Yeah. I think he's going to lead the league in coverage sacks taken.
1: Probably. He's going to have so much time, and he's not going to do anything with it. How do you do that?
0: I'm excited for it.
1: No, you're not. I'm really
0: excited for it.
1: This is a joke. I can't believe you said you're excited for this team.
0: I would never joke on the podcast. This is a, This is a serious football like- endeavor.
1: Okay, we have problems.
0: We have problems?
1: We have problems. I'm if you're excited. not, you have big problems. You can't be liking this team. I get you like some O line play. It's just, you, oh, and you know what? Never mind. Now I understand. You might as well just be putting a picture of Campbell like every night before you go to sleep. Whenever you look up on your bed ceiling, you just see Campbell and you're like,
0: oh, he's no, watching. No, 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 no. I would have the door cracked open in that picture of Campbell <laughs> right there. Closet. No, not in the closet, like the bedroom door.
1: When I, oh my god! Like he's
0: like making sure that like the lights are actually I'm going to bed, like I'm supposed to, because it's a school night.
1: So then he can sneak into bed.
0: No, no, because if I'm not, he's gonna come in and beat the shit out of me.
1: And then sneaking into your bed.
0: No, there's no. He's not that type of stepdad.
1: I'm just saying, man. It it seems like that's what you're hinting at. No, now. there there's
0: no there's no sexual aspect to this fantasy.
1: You're not related.
0: Not at all. Uh, so my cute little prediction is that DeAndre Swift leads the team in receptions.
1: It's not. It's not cute little. All right, my cute little prediction is that this is actually probably top five offensive line in the NFL. All
0: right. Well, yeah, we'll check the Pro Football Focus offensive line <laughs> grades yep. of the year and see where they where they have. Them. I think they said top five offensive line. Yeah. Um, and I'm, excited. I'm really excited to watch their offensive line this year.
1: Of course you are. I already knew it. I'm
0: going to be ignoring my, my newborn child to watch Detroit Lions offensive line play.
1: He's going to love that. By the way, your child is already going to be sick to his stomach because he has to watch the Detroit Lions. Not because his dad is not paying attention to him, but it's because he has the Detroit Lions on.
0: No, I think the Texans are going to do that more than enough. He's like, wait, why can't we watch that game? like, we can't watch that. We have to watch the Texans and the Lions.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be cheering. You know what? Just get him a Jared Goff jersey. Do that.
0: A I Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Jared Goff onesie. You
1: know what? I'm gonna get him one. I'm getting <laughs> your son a damn Jared Goff jersey now.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I think would be very <laughs> funny. Uh, so the over under here is four point five. Where are you on oh the lines? God.
1: This is another one I wouldn't bet, but I'll take the under. Four wins.
0: Jesus. I'm taking the under two, and I have four wins also.
1: the hell is going on? Stop looking at my notes. You don't even have any notes. I always have notes. They're written on my hand. How else am I going to cheat?
0: Underneath your own eyelids. So when you close your eyes, you see them?
1: That doesn't work. I've tried.
0: (laughs) So the next team here is the Green Bay Football Packers. The last time we saw the Packers, they were in the NFC Championship game. Matt LaFleur had one of the most all-time cowardly moments of the postseason last year with Jared Goff. I mean, not Jared Goff. Aaron Rodgers scrambling, rolling to his right. I got Goff on, goff on the brain. <laughs> you got so much
1: Goff on the mind.
0: What was it? Was It It was like third and six, right, on that Rodgers scramble on third down where he yes. threw in the back of the end zone? And he could have ran. And he said, well, I thought we are going for him fourth down. That's why I didn't run for it. And so, the and like the other thing didn't make any sense about that also, it's like if you think you're going for a fourth down, run for it and get four yards. So then you have fourth and two instead of, you know, fourth and six. But, anyways, the floor kicked the field goal, they kicked back over to Tampa Bay. Uh, the Bucs are able to convert with the pass interference penalty on Kevin King to send them to the Super Bowl. And that was the last time I saw a Green Bay Packers after leading the NFL and offensive DVOA. And having a thirteen three record and be, having the one seed in the NFL playoffs too, um, this offseason the Green Bay Packers added. Guess how many free agents they had this year.
1: Hold on, let me guess. Let me guess. One. Zero. Oh, the I only mean.
0: the only one they added was Blake Bortles, and they cut him.
1: That's you know, <laughs> but I don't I don't get this team either, and that's why I hate this division, and it's because. It's, you seem like you're hinting that you don't want Aaron Rodgers, but then you don't want Aaron Rodgers to leave, you allow Aaron Rodgers to bash you, throw you under the bus, talk crap about you, but you still like beg him to come back, but yet you're showing him what the team you have around him, you don't care. It just doesn't make any sense to me. There's so many things, that it, it's just the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing, and there's not picking a lane here.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I also it's kind of funny too. And Aaron Rodgers was like talking about why he was upset. It's like, well, I wanted like more input on the players we kept and we didn't keep at all. And he was named like bad players, like Jordy, like Jordy Nelson. Whenever he he played one season not in Green Bay, where he flamed out in in Oakland. He named Randall Cobb, who was bad, you know, in Dallas, um, and bad in Houston. (laughs)
1: They have Cobb
0: now. And they yeah, and they trade they got Cobb in a trade back from Houston too. It's like the players that he named that he were upset about not being there, it's like, no, these players are good, Aaron. It's okay. These are good decisions not to keep them. But uh so last year, do you remember when we talked about the Packers? We talked all about the regression numbers, and they went 13 3 last year. Well, this year, their regression numbers, a tournament differential plus seven, they went four and two in one score games. They won 1.8 more games than their point differential uh, expected them to win. They had a string the schedule of negative 1.7% DVOA, and they were average in the mound games lost. So this was a fortunate team for them to go 13 and three. And the big difference was that Matt Lafleur ran a more, you know, ran the most balanced passing, uh, ran the most balanced attack in football, and went from like a really stupid run on first down, run second down throw, and third down offense to a really aggressive play action. Attack that he's motion really well and really did a good job of getting Devontae Adams in one versus one matchup so he can on the outside. And so, like, they hit their ceiling, I feel like, last year. Like, other than the Packers, are going be able to play the same level they did last year entering this season.
1: Uh, I completely agree with you. And it's because you didn't get any better. You're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. You had things that were missing where you're not really, you didn't do anything in order to fix it. So now that you're just kind of the same exact team. And to what you just even listed off, it seemed like you exceeded expectations a little bit. You're then planning on doing the same thing. It's like, they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice. They got lucky last year, dude. We talked about it. It just was luck in a way.
0: I, and- I think like, well, I think it was, but I also think too, like LaFleur did a great job last year. Like no doubt. Like, he did a great job really getting the most out Rogers in this offensive line, this rushing attack. And they did a great job, like scheming a balanced offensive attack. And it was like the first good year Lafleur has had as a play caller. I think he's been overrated in previous years, but last year, like it finally, it finally clicked for him last season, though. And so I think that was the biggest difference between 2019 and 2020. But this year, I don't see that available to him at all. Like I think they're maxed out where they're at right now, where well, they were the, at last season.
1: Well, and the whole thing too is, do you think that it was really Lafleur? or Do you think that it was Aaron Rodgers also changing plays?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think it's also like when, I don't know. I mean, I I guess that's giving a lot of credit to Rodgers, you know?
1: Well, I know, and I don't like doing that because he's the ultimate douchebag. I still stand by what I've always said. But when it comes to this team, it's, I don't know who's calling the plays, ever. I don't know whose fault it is, ever. Because everybody just kind of hints that it's Rodgers, but then Rodgers just blatantly points at somebody else. So it's really interesting to see what this team has done in this offseason. Because everyone expected him to be gone. I don't understand. I never how... really did. I, I wasn't buying it. Matt, there's no happiness here. Where is the happiness? Where is the guy showing up to work and he's actually excited to be there and actually work with you versus showing up and pretty much just stick in the middle finger going, yeah, I'm here. Suck it. That's what he does. I just, I don't see unless. Dude, Jordan Love's not that good, is he?
0: I, he was like, whatever, in that, not and that, that good. one preseason game. I don't know though.
1: They're panicking. That's what my guess is, and that's the only reason why he stuck around. Right, so you
0: think if Love was better, they would have yep. traded him this offseason.
1: That's exactly what would have happened. But because that Love is not as good as what they were trying to make him out to be, they became desperado, and they knew that they had to get Aaron Rodgers back. But that's what my guess is. Because, by the way, if Love is not good, that's a failure on their part because that's a waste of a pick. That you could have at least given error. Oh, yeah.
0: Rock. Well, and even like, like even like the Dylan pick too. Like they had their two draft picks, and the 2020 season had zero impact on their tw- 2020 season all whatsoever. And then you kind of carry that on in 2021, where like Dylan had I think like 50 carries last year and was good on those 50 carries, but he was a backup to Jamal Williams, you know. And so they had a, a draft class two years ago. Um, where they added zero zero players that had in, any impacts in the last two seasons, where they got knocked down the NFC Championship game, and uh, I think that was kind of one of the failures too of of the current general manager, though.
1: No, I, I, and that's what I mean. Though it's it's weird, and that's why this team doesn't make sense to me. It's like they're doing things. And they're like, ha ha, we're doing these things. We're not going to give you this, but yet we still need you. We love you. Come back. It's just weird because nobody's wanting to give anybody anything and yet they desperately need Aaron. I I just don't get it. But what's funny is at least with Dylan this year, he's going to be getting more touches.
0: Oh, yeah. He should get like 100, 150.
1: So we're going to at least be able to see him play, but I don't think we're ever going to be able to see Jordan Love. I don't think he's going to be around after this season either. Hmm. Because I think this team, I think they'll make the playoffs because this division is so awful. But other than that, I just don't see it.
0: Well, and that's the thing. It's like this team shouldn't make the playoffs this year. They shouldn't they because shouldn't. of the regression they're facing, the current like you know confrontation the, between the player and the in the front office, the fact they added no players to improve this team. They drafted Eric Stokes as a cornerback, Josh Myers to replace Corey Lindsley, um, Amari Rogers at wide receiver, and Royce Newman at guard. But like they don't, they didn't really lose him by last year. They lost Kirksey as a starter. They lost Wagner who started some, and not really at all last year. Um, they lost like four starters from from this free agent group, but they lost a lot of depth though. And they didn't add anybody at all. And so here's the problem for the Packers this year is they're like an ultimate stars or scrub team. So if anything happens to Rodgers, they're screwed. Um uh, yeah. like I know I like I know like Kevin I know love is there. I must call him Kevin Love. Like I know Jordan Love is there, and that's fine and all, but it's not the same thing as having Rodgers back there. And even like let's say like Jair Alexander and you know, Darius Smith goes down. This is a the twenty-fifth best defense in football. this team doesn't have any depth at all whatsoever. And so like I, I think the Packers are in the division. I don't look at this as like a Super Bowl contending team at all anymore. I think last year was their was their like last chance at it. Um and they they failed and they, they were cowards and go for a fourth fourth down. That was it. But I think like the rest of the division isn't good enough to capitalize on it. Um but like if enough injuries happen, the next team we're gonna talk about I think could sneak in, but it would take like either injuries to Rodgers or, you know, two or three really big defensive injuries to open the door for the Vikings to sneak in and make the playoffs instead of them.
1: Yeah, uh, the only thing, because I completely agree with you whenever it comes to the defense as well, the the defense, even with their guys, when it comes to the and all that, it just seems like that it's still kind of a don't break. Like don't give up enough points here where Aaron can't outscore them or don't put us too far in the hole where Aaron can't come back from. It just seems like that the defense, again, with their drafting, it's just so bizarre. With this type of team, I'll be honest, you got to choose something. I would just be going all defense if you have Aaron Rodgers in at that point so that if you want to be able to give him just Devontae and you want to be able to give him the old guys with Nelson and Cobb, just go defense all the way. And they didn't
0: do that. They, yeah, keep... they they really draft based on need. So like they lose a player for agency and they just draft as replacements. that they tend to do.
1: But it doesn't make sense because it's not going to really get you to win when you're not really getting the positions that you need to fill or to get better at. They're just... Yeah,
0: they're I can not... see that. Well, and like last year too, like the big reason why they lost to Tampa was they had David car was hurt, and they had Billy Turner playing left tackle, and JPP had two sacks against them, and was a complete, like, absolute terror in that game. And that was kind of like the biggest difference. You know, in that one, they had Kevin King on the outside, and he got he lost Scotty Miller, and he had those three big uh, pass interference penalties, too. And that was the difference in that one. So it's like, they are these kind of, like, little individual holes on the roster, but I think overall, like, it's a... The roster, top to bottom, is really solid. But they, they're just... They're really stars and scrub. The orients Um, The other thing about the Packers too is last year Robert Tanyan had 11 touchdowns, Devonte Adams had 18 touchdowns, Aaron Rodgers had 48 touchdowns. That's I don't think that's gonna happen all this year, and I think no. it opens the door for Aaron Jones to see a bump in his touchdowns. But the only thing with that though is AJ Dillon's kind of sitting there too. I think for sure Dylan's can get you know 100 to 150 carries compared to previous years where you know Jones got. Uh, the majority of it. But the hard thing, though, is they just gave Jones a big contract, too. So it's been interesting to see how that dynamic plays out as well.
1: For me, it actually kind of ties into my little cute prediction here. So the only thing that I really can see Green Bay, and I can truly see this with Aaron Rodgers, dude, Randall Cobb, if healthy, is going to be a dominant receiver this year. Jeez. I, I think he is going to be an extremely dominant receiver. That is where I'm at. All right, talk- what
0: what wouldn't be dominant to you?
1: Top twenty.
0: In what yards? Yards. Okay, what do you want to bet?
1: If healthy, though, if he becomes injured, the bets off.
0: How many games did to start? Fourteen.
1: Fourteen. I was gonna say fourteen. Spare.
0: Okay, I bet you. Oh uh, no! I bet you a, a twenty-five-dollar eBay gift card.
1: Ooh. All right, I bet you a twenty-five dollar gift card to Baby Gap.
0: Sounds good.
1: All right, but yeah, no, no, seriously. There's just I. This is my kind of feeling with this team. It's the only real. I'll be honest. It's the only real positive thing that I have because I don't think Tanyan I don't think that's gonna work out. Everyone's just gonna be. He was angry. great
0: last year, though.
1: He was. He was.
0: And like enough. Adams was great last year too. Like all, like, and to, I just, to, I just don't see the touchdown rate tap. Like they were really great in the red zone last year.
1: Everyone's gonna be trying to just go after Devontae, which is why I think that Aaron is just gonna look at Cobb as that safety blanket. What about oh, Alan Lazard. No. And jo- no, Jones
0: is a good pass catcher too.
1: that's uh, yeah, no, no, no. Jones is actually gonna get a lot of work. My only worry is that if he's gonna stay healthy, or to your point, is that if Dylan's just gonna come in and then just what is it? What is the word I'm looking for? What's the bird that they say where the running back comes in at the end and score the t- touchdown what the Kareem Hunt does all. Vulture, that's what I'm looking for. That's the only thing I worry about with A.J. Dillon when it comes to Aaron yeah, Jones. Never fantasy
0: yeah. this year. Well, it was interesting, too, because Jones was bad in that NFC Championship game, and Jamal Williams was a lot better than he was, you know? Like, Jones is just like a worse version of Alvin Kamara.
1: Oh, look, I, I feel like I think little... we've had this
0: conversation before.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say that
0: completely. But,
1: yeah, okay, I see where you're going, dude. I just feel like they'll... Overall, Aaron Jones is going to have a bigger year.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Then Kamara.
1: No, yes. no, 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 no. Then no, Dylan. No, no. Dylan.
0: Yeah, I think for sure he's going to better than Dylan.
1: Well, I don't so let me ask you: Do you think Dylan's going to actually show something?
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. I think he's really hard to tackle. He's like six foot 55.
1: That's what I mean. Is that that's why, man? That's Vulture. That's Vulture all day long.
0: I think I think we'll probably have a hundred to 250 carries, and Jones will have a hundred fifty carries at least. But Jones will have, like, 50 receptions or 60 receptions.
1: i agree with that, but Dylan will have, like, nine TDs.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Man. Um. So Aaron Rodgers, last year, so these are his touchdown totals, all right? In 18, 25 touchdowns. In 19, 26 touchdowns. Last year, he had 48. Uh, DVOA in 18 was 8.1%. In 2019, it was 9%. Last year, is 33.7%. Uh, do you think last year was an outlier year for Rodgers? Like, is he more the quarterback we saw in 2018-2019? Or are you expecting him to have an MVP caliber sort a of season again this year?
1: I, I don't. I don't expect him to be MVP. The problem is, so it's like what we're talking about, though. I just think that this division is going to make him look better than what he is. I just think that because he truly has six games where he is just going to look better and look really good, that then people are going to blow you. It's like what we talked about with Lamar Jackson and his ending of his season last year. It's like we called that in week eight what exactly what was going to happen and what the media was going to say. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be putting up stats, but it's not going to be up against impressive teams.
0: Well, they they have one of the toughest schedules this year, though. Again, because they play the North and they play the West.
1: Well, no, no. no. And I think that they'll struggle in some of those games. It's just Mm. he has so many easy teams to pick off.
0: This is a t- you don't hear the schedule. Show me. This is awful. Week one at New Orleans, then Detroit. Week three at San Francisco, then Pittsburgh, then at Cincinnati, then at Chicago, then right. Washington, at Arizona, at Kansas City, Seattle, at Minnesota, Los Angeles Rams by then Chicago at Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, then at Denver or at Detroit.
1: It's pretty tough. It's really tough. I, I still see it. You know what? Okay, I'll say that. It's it's really tough because I'll even say this. I only see like 11, 12 wins.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then defensively, like the Vikings are the only team in the division to upset them last year. And they did that by Dalvin Cook running the ball 40 times. They don't have a good run defense at all. They're inside line. Like I like Chris Barnes a little bit. I don't like Devontae Campbell that much. Uh, Kenny Clark is going to be healthy this year. Their defensive ends are Dean Lowry and Kingsley Kiki. Uh, Preston Smith was terrible last year. Rashawn Gary was like a, a first-round pick and like the number one overall prospect, but he's never had like a good season. And their defense is really based around their top players making plays. And that's Alexander, that's Darnell Savage, that's Smith, that's Clark. But you know, like the issue is that if they lose two or three of those guys, either this defense is going to completely fall apart like a like a, a Weezer song from the blue album, you know. And so like again, I think the door is Liberty open. Hills. Not that <laughs> Close, close, close. Um but again, like I think the door is open for Minnesota. If anything happens to Rogers and and or if they lose two or three of their defensive stars, then the door's open here for Minnesota. The
1: only reason why I want to say that I want Aaron Rodgers to maybe miss a few weeks, I'm gonna see Jordan Love.
0: Yeah, I wanna see-, see him too.
1: Yeah, I want to be able to see this in action here so that I can actually Because re- I want it to blow up in their face a little bit. I really do. Because, again, this team just doesn't make sense to me with the whole back and forth. But with the defense and what you mentioned before, I get it. I get that you like pieces on it, and I get that if one of those pieces are hurt, then they're done for. I just, even with those pieces, this isn't like a dominant thing.
0: You know? No, it's like the 16th best defense.
1: Yeah, if things are really well for him and healthy. It's just, I don't like this, which is going back to my point. I don't know what they've done. I just don't know where they It's the same
0: gone. team. It's yeah, the exact it, same team all over again.
1: And this team can't beat Tampa. No matter what, unless it's some fluke where there's so many injuries, whatever. Tata, to bottom, this team stands no chance against Tampa.
0: Yeah, I think Tampa. I think San Francisco. Um, no. And I think we're gonna to get to the the rest of division school too Thanks. i think those two teams for sure
1: uh yeah and i can't wait to get to new orleans and you just wanting to talk about Jameis forever and ever and ever tamis
0: i call him tamis Tam- now
1: oh my god you are just gonna go on that has to be probably a two hour episode
0: yeah it sounds good I, can, I cannot we were gonna do this out tonight but we'll do it later this week probably tuesday and i can't wait good when, all right. My I, nipples are so hard. Um, so my cute little prediction is that Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Robert Tanyan are all worse this year. But Aaron Jones is going to be marginally better.
1: All right, mine is that Randall Cobb is a top 20%. <laughs> i am going that far with this. Because, again, man, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, that's what it's, it's all relying. Aaron Rodgers is healthy, Randall Cobb is healthy, dude, it's a safety blanket all day long. It's It's all day long. It's all it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I really hope not. Um, So the over-under here is 10 for the Green Bay Packers. 10.
1: This division is just a nightmare. I'm going to pick the over. I'm going to go 11.
0: You're pissing me off.
1: Did you do it again? I did 11, too. Oh, my God. Dude, you you are copying my notes. Can you see that? Yeah, I see that you copied my notes.
0: I got 11 also.
1: Yeah, and you say that I don't look things up. Turns out you're trying to copy everything that I look up.
0: Yeah, so I got eleven 2 um, So the last team here, the Minnesota great. Vikings.
1: Can't wait. This is great.
0: So if you remember last year, the Minnesota Vikings started one and five. They lost. They went one and two in one score games. They lost to Tennessee and Seattle by one point. Um, and they went. And then after that one, one and five start, they proceeded to go five and one. They're, it was a weird year for the Vikings. and I picked the Vikings win the division last year because I was all in on the Packers regression. Uh, this offseason, they add some defensive starters. But I think most importantly, though, is their two defensive stars. Daniel Hunter and Anthony Barr are going to be healthy. Uh, Eric Hendricks hurt his ankle in Week 12 and was out for the rest of the year. He's one of the, be- one of the five best inside linebackers in football. He's going to be here as well, too. They had Dalvin Tomlinson, Patrick Peterson, who's bad, um, and Xavier Woods to start on this defense too. So like, are you feeling better at all about the Vikings going into this year than you kind of thought too? Or are you just kind of done with this team, kind of in the same mold as maybe like the Bears are in as when those teams are just kind of stuck in where they're at?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's been there, done that. You're just going to regress at this point. There is no way that I'm supposed to expect that all of a sudden Minnesota is going to get better. What are they going to get better at? What are they improved at? You're saying that they're going to have both of their defensive guys being come back and healthy, which I agree, by the way, not to say that bar somebody that's just, oh, I turn a blind eye to. It's just, it's not enough. And I just don't expect this team to really do much because this is Dalvin Cooker bus for me.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, well, defensively, I think the biggest thing though, is by adding Tomlinson and Sheldon Richardson. And they also signed Michael Pierce last year, but he's out because of COVID uh, he'll be back. That's three like really good, big, fat, slobbering run stoppers, and they needed that. They had they had one of the worst run defenses in football. They were 30th in DVOA at 1.9%. Um, they had a couple of games last year where they were completely you know overmatched in the run game, where it was kind of embarrassing watching them try to tackle it all. Uh, the one downside thing to this front seven is Nick Vigil's terrible at weeks side linebacker, and for whatever reason, he always gets a chance to start. Um, you know, here and there too. But I think that's kind of the biggest difference though from last year, this year, is that they upgrade their front seven, you know, by health, by one, two, by adding these big fat guys to help stop the run. And like their secondary is just, is weird because Zimmer's such a, a freak show that he can kind of take anything and kind of craft a good defense out of it. He did it last year with, you know, Jeff Gladney um, and Cameron Dansler starting. They were, and Mike Hughes, and they were the worst secondary at football week one and they became kind of okay down the stretch, but they did have to cut um, Gladney after his, you know, domestic uh, uh, dispute that he had this offseason too. So their cornerbacks are Patrick Peterson, who was terrible last year, Bishop Breeland, Mackenzie Alexander, Cameron Dansler. Their safety is free safety Xavier Woods, and they lost Anthony Harris, which in like a, a really cheap contract to the Eagles, which just surprising. And they still have Harrison Smith too. Um... Kind of the interesting thing about this defense though their secondary is they sign a lot of guys who are like good with like advanced metrics, like success rate, but those numbers tend to fluctuate wildly year to year. But that's what like Woods was good at and Breland as well too. But I don't think those players are very good though, you know? And so I think this past defense is going to need probably like 12 weeks to try to find hits any sort of straddle whatsoever. And then we're going to kind of see some games against like, like Russell Wilson had against them, or Aaron Rodgers had against them, where they give up, you know, thirty-seven points because of deep passes.
1: Didn't Patrick Peterson gets suspended last year for drugs.
0: No, he was just bad last year.
1: I thought he was suspended. Maybe I'm wrong. Then he could. Man, he was awful then. Either way, I I don't mind the Xavier Woods. I don't mind Breland. By the way, I think Breland is just a fine little corner. Oh I mean, he H-
0: he was suspended six games, but that was in 2019 Dang. though.
1: Oh, uh, see, man, always live in the past. That's what I always do. But when it comes down to this uh, secondary, I I agree in some ways. I actually don't mind the secondary overall. I think Peterson would be fine. Think really, it's just there's nobody that's dominant. You don't really have like a dominant corner here or somebody that like, oh, he's gonna be able to just man to man. But overall, I mean, I don't mind the secondary whatsoever. I feel like they're at least gonna be able to make some plays, and I like. Interesting.
0: They like, play a lot. They play a lot. Of cover four, cover seven, so it's a lot more like it's a lot more built around like route recognition than it is like playing pure man to man. And if like, and it's a veteran. It's a veteran, veteran secondary too. Zimmer is great at coaching a defense like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can I can buy that.
1: Well, yeah, it's just coming, and that's kind of the point. I mean, you even saying like, oh, it's going off of like them kind of knowing the mo like the movements, things like that. It's that's what these guys have been doing though.
0: I think the the hard thing, though, is for them last year, is they couldn't stay on top of routes. So they were like scorched by vertical routes last year. And so, like, yeah, they have, if they have the speed to stay on top of the vertical routes, I think they have like the the awareness as a secondary to be good at like passing routes and that sort of thing. And also, Kendricks and Barr are great in pass coverage, too. And that takes off a, a lot of pressure as far as them like having to worry about anything inside breaking, too.
1: Well, no, and that's why when it comes to this defense, I I feel like that it is... I'm going to say it's probably like second to Chicago. I would say that it's better. I feel more comfortable with this defense than I do Green Bay's.
0: I think about the same.
1: Uh, I would still give it the not. to Minnesota. I think Chicago's,
0: yeah, by far the best division. I think theirs and Green Bay's about the same.
1: Uh, I don't know. Either way, when it comes down to this Minnesota team, I just... I don't think the defense is enough and that's why I always go back to the Dalvin cook and bust. It's because this team is all about just kind of controlling yeah. the entire game. And if they're not able to control that game, it's, it's lost. There's just no way they're going to be able to come back Kirk cousins. If he has to throw more than 15 times, it's not going to be able to work. The defense is going to be able to sustain for so long but that's why they need the running game to just be able to kind of keep everybody off the field for a certain time. If Kirk Cousins and all, I think Kirk Cousins is going to be terrible this year. Uh,
0: I think Kirk Cousins is kind of underrated now.
1: Nope. I think he's going to be I awful. I think this. he's
0: kind of underrated. We're like, yeah, like if he, if he's going against a lot of pressure and you're down behind and you're behind and he's having to throw 42 times, like that's a recipe for disaster. But yep. like Cousins is still like a pretty all right quarterback, you know? Like, I, I think the reason why I hated Cousins so much over the years was that there's this idea that, well, the Vikings have Cousins now, so now they're going to win a Super Bowl. And that was far from the case. Like, you can't pay Cousins $40 million and win a Super Bowl. You can pay Cousins $25 million and maybe be able to be like a, a championship game score contender. But his contract is too much for the production that he has, you know?
1: But that's what I'm saying. It's like, Okay, I get what you're saying about Kirk Cousins, and I understand that people would love to be able to have him on his team, a.k.a. Denver, but when it comes to—
0: Oh, well, the, the, the Broncos don't need a quarterback now.
1: Okay, I'm not going to listen to Teddy stuff. I'm not going to do it. I guess know what can- he did?
0: He won the quarterback job. God, oh my
1: God. He
0: beat, he beat out Drew Locke. It's Teddy okay. from week one.
1: Congratulations for beating out Drew Locke. I'm so excited. That uh, was really
0: hard. So Cousins' cap is $31 million this year.
1: It's
0: not even bad. No, well, My quarterback it, is seventy five. But he got three years remember well, he got three years ninety million and it was all guaranteed. But next year it goes up to forty five million. But if they cut him, they would take forty five million. Oh no, it's forty five million, but if they cut him, they would they have they would get zero dollars back. So they're
1: they, in the offseason for a quarterback. Weren't they rumored to be trying to trade up?
0: They're not coming. No, no. no right? what, I'm, what I'm saying though, if they so if they cut cousins this year, they would take on 76 million dollars in dead money and they would they would lose 45 million dollars against the cap next year if they cut him, they would make 45 they would have 45 million dollars in dead money but they would lose 45 million dollars off the cap so it came out to zero dollars gained at all that sounds
1: awful yeah so they're
0: stuck with cousins for two years and the reason why i hated cousins was because he got three years 90 million guarantee, which was a a ridiculous contract for you know quarterback of his performance you know
1: can Dak be paid three years, 90 million? Because I would happily take that.
0: It's too late.
1: No, it's not too late. You say it's a ridiculous contract. He deserves a ridiculous contract, right? Why don't we just do that? I'll do I, it.
0: I, yeah, do, I it. do I do think
1: $75 million, Matt. Seventy-five million <laughs> this one year. 75
0: I think Cousins is underrated now, though.
1: Why? Because he only throws eight to 10 times a game, man. That's not underrated. <laughs> You're not doing anything.
0: Do you know who they play week one? Ooh, I cannot wait for this game. Oh. I'm so excited. They're oh. playing the Bengals in Cincinnati. You mean it not- is going to be so? That's going to be oh. such oh. a fun game.
1: Yeah, when Joe Burrow destroys him, I'm going to laugh my ass off.
0: It's going to be. I cannot wait for that one. What a yeah, weird bro. game.
1: That's not a weird game. Again, your Dalvin Cooker bust. Dalvin Cook gets 120 yards. They win. If he doesn't, they lose. That's all this team is. Would you rather is...
0: have Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry? Dalvin Cook. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, this year I would. Derrick Henry, come on, man. You can only do so much. By the way, do you know that Derrick Henry was only the guy that's ever done over uh, 2,000 yards in high school, college, and NFL? Only person to ever do it.
0: Makes sense. I agree with that. Man,
1: that's a truck right there. That's a man. But he can only do it so much.
0: Yeah, I. what well, we talked about, I think we, he has one more year left in him. Um, but going oh, going back oh, to,
1: hold on before you go on, I gotta reverse this though. What do you think on Derrick Henry versus Dalvin?
0: I think the pass catching makes it closer, but I think pure runner it's Derrick Henry.
1: Okay. And also okay.
0: Henry doesn't get hurt.
1: Oh, uh, don't say that. You better knock on some freaking wood right now.
0: Yeah, I'll hit. i knock on this particle board right here. Do it. Um. So going back to Minnesota, there. So you know who their offensive defense coordinator is. Who? It's Gary Kubiak's son is their offensive coordinator. That's why he stayed on last year. He's like, yeah, I'll take the OC role so I can coach my son up. And his son is Clint with a K, Kubiak. And they co- they have co-defensive coordinators, Mike Zimmer's son, Adam Zinner, and then Andre Patterson. So uh, nepotism really runs wild here in Minnesota too.
1: So I might as well be keeping it in the family.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: Great. I'm, you're talking, Going back to offensive line play, I'm excited to watch this offensive line. It's because it's intriguing to me. It's Rashad Hill at left tackle. They drafted Christian Derrison in the first round, but had groin surgery, so we don't know when he's gonna play if he does. It's Ezra Cleveland at left guard. It's Garrett Bradbury at center. He's been bad though, uh his his entire career so far. It's Eli Udo at right guard and Brian O'Neal at right tackle. And O'Neal's a guy who like he's kinda like uh, Mike mclinchy in San Francisco. He looks like he should be a lot better than he is but just is a, a great like specimen as far as like a, a body goes. So, But that's their offensive line. I'm excited to watch their film more in-depthly this year than I have uh, previous years, going back to the Lions' offensive line too.
1: You're not going to watch this team at all. Oh, my God. Of I'm going to course-
0: watch their offensive line video.
1: Oh my God. It's the only thing you're going to watch on any team. Hey, Taylor, I watched this team. No, you didn't. You only watched the offensive line. When it comes down to Minnesota, though, I feel like, yes, I agree. I like their offensive line because they have to have a good offensive line. If they don't, then this team just will fall apart immediately. But overall, I mean, I still feel like Detroit has the better one. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. And I mean, I think the Packers have the best offensive line in the division still.
1: Wait. Wait, best division. Wait, best, best offensive d- line, yeah. No, I'm not saying that still. No.
0: So you're saying you're saying Detroit, then Green Detroit. Bay, then Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say this, Matt. Again, when I'm going back to Detroit here. Jared Goff is just going to be sitting here. He's
0: seven just, seconds.
1: Yeah, he's just going to be like, what, what do I do? What do I
0: do? So y- and- you know that band 30 Seconds to Mars?
1: I love that band 30 Seconds All to right, Mars. All
0: right, so it's seven, seven seconds to five yards is the Jared Goff version. That works. Second. You like it?
1: I do. Seven seconds to five yards works. You might as well make that. Oh, that's got to be the title of the show.
0: No, it's going to be AFC North Season Preview.
1: Okay, that works.
0: <laughs> but I'm glad that I thought I like of that because creates... I'm going to write an article and I can say real fun things like this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be fun.
1: Oh, whatever. So, by the way, Justin Jefferson, obviously numero uno, correct? For sure.
0: The is kind of took a down, kind of down year last year, the last two years even.
1: It's because he seems to have more nicks these days. Yeah. It's like a little bit slower, maybe like an ankle, something along those lines. But I will say. He was healthy
0: last year. Two years ago he got hurt, though. But, yeah, Jefferson's incredible.
1: Yeah. And uh, Jefferson talks too much, though, for my liking. He needs to settle his titties down at times. When it comes, though, for this year, I feel like Justin Jefferson is going to have a big one. Because Kirk Cousins is only going to have one guy to throw to when it comes to just throwing it up in the air, because Thielen's just gonna be that slam guy.
0: Yeah, Thielen had fourteen touchdowns. Jefferson had seven, um, at all last year, but Jefferson Jefferson was the better receiver. He had three oh. about he had three point four more yards to catch than Thielen did. And Cousins threw five hundred and fifty two passes last year, thirty five touchdowns, eleven receptions. He was good last year. Um like he was like the fourteenth best quarterback last year, you know? Again, like Cousins isn't worth the contract that he gets, but he's he's pretty good, you know?
1: You say he's still not worth the contract, but I still feel like it Three million $30 million is nothing these days.
0: Well, it's for, is, It's because they restructured it, but next year it's $45 million.
1: Is it $75 million? No, it's not.
0: Uh, do you want to see any Kellen Mond at all this year?
1: No, I don't want to see I want any. to see
0: some Mond. I want to see Mond in like a Taysom Hill sort of role, where he Why? comes in, runs a repass option, does a little bit of Zona, Zona Reedy. You know, things like that. Some fun, cute plays to kill him on as a runner.
1: They would never do that because it would hurt Kirk Cousins' feelings so bad. Oh, he won't like that? They would destroy his confidence immediately. Then he's on the bench, and then he's just doing this with his hands up. What do you want me to do? I can't play. You won't play me. Kirk Cousins, the moment you crush that man's confidence, the moment he has nothing.
0: Yeah, and he he really can get overwhelmed with pressure. uh, It's like a, a bad amount. So, my cute little prediction for the Vikings is that, like I kind—I alluded to in the previous uh, segment, Green Bay—if Green Bay loses Aaron Rodgers for four games, or they lose two to three defensive starters, the Vikings are win the division.
1: All right, my cute little prediction—they miss the playoffs.
0: Minnesota misses the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I would I would think I would expect them to as well. I just think the door is open.
1: Spot? Are you kidding me? No way.
0: Oh, I don't think them as a well. I I think the problem with the North is their their schedules are too tough this year. You you will not see two wildcard teams from the North.
1: No, you'd see one.
0: No, you're going to see Yeah, of course you you have to have one, but there's going to be zero wildcard teams here.
1: Ooh, I like your style, but that's what I mean. I agree.
0: Zero. I think you could see three out of the West. And two in the south,
1: two in the east,
0: zero there should be zero in the east, but one in the east,
1: zero in the east, you wanted to say that, you might as well said, Taylor, shut the hell
0: up, yeah, yeah, there I mean but like there's three wild cards now, and yeah, you can maybe see two in the west and two in the south this year, or two in the west, and one in the south, I mean,
1: two in the east, got it, oh
0: instead two in the pink, one in the stink, two in the west, one in the south,
1: four in the stink,
0: no, it'd be it'd be two in the north, one in the south, so it'd be.
1: I'm still standing
0: by east. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though.
1: I know what you're saying. Fist
0: it'd be, it. It'd be, two, no, it'd be two in the north, one in the south instead. Uh um, So the over-under here is nine for the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Dude, I would not bet on any of these freaking teams. My God. All right. <sighs> Shit.
0: All right, let, me go, let me go first this time. Okay, go, go ahead. So I would, I would pick them at nine... But I'm gonna take the under at nine and eight.
1: I want to pick ten just so I can also have there. I just think that they may make. You know what? No, ten and seven. They may make it with ten and seven though.
0: I just think the the schedule is too tough. I I had it written down here at ten wins. And I was thinking about it. Yeah, I just think th- I I think they could do ten, but I think the schedule is just way too tough though.
1: To make it different, I'll put the over. I'll do ten. Okay. Yeah, I will do Devin. I'll stick by because I I was thinking ten the entire time. I just think that they may make the playoffs with ten. The NFC is not that good.
0: Well, I think we're gonna see some Jameis in the playoffs this year.
1: Oh my god, we're not doing this now. We're not doing this. It's funny how have-
0: how we turned that around. We did that power rankings podcast, and you know, they like, have a better quarterback this year. It's like yeah, but they lost lost starters, and now Dude, like I'm- two months later, I just Jameis.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Did I'll you Europe- see his
0: preseason yeah. stats?
1: No, I don't. Oh, he's, whoa, wait. Isn't he's it, been
0: really, really, really Stanford good. <laughs> that was in one half of one game.
1: Okay, I thought like he's been ridiculous. Dude, when Drew Brees turns to you and says this is your team now, you better freaking perform.
0: Yeah, he's been really good.
1: Remember, he didn't say it to Taysom Hill.
0: No, of course he didn't. Hey, he threw for 123 yards and two touchdowns, 9-10 the first quarter.
1: Yep. Yeah. And that's why by the way I've said that. He this threw also. a
0: fifty three point three yard air distant touchdown pass to Marquez Callaway. Don't he got jump. he got his eyes fixed. He's ready to go.
1: Don't jump on my bandwagon here. I've already said that Saints are a top five team in the NFC this year. I
0: I, I completely agree now.
1: I said it before they picked their quarterback.
0: Hey, I'm always i I'm always a few years away. Jameis is gonna be so good this year.
1: I hate you. James. I don't even want to talk about them. I want to pick them to lose now because of you.
0: So I guess on Tuesday, We'll be back with the NFC South to talk about the Panthers, Saints, Falcons, and Buccaneers. And then we'll try to knock out the last one you know, this week or if not really next weekend. So then we can do a, a pre- prediction show and uh, start the the weekly previews here in two weeks because September 13th football begins again.
1: Whatever. I don't want to do any of those shows with you. I don't like you.
0: Yeah. you made me mad. Did I make you mad at this one?
1: That's all it says is offensive. Oh, my God. Offensive line. Taylor, offensive line. I love offensive
0: line. I don't want to hear it. I'm, sup- I'm sad you didn't like my Detroit Lions take.
1: No, I don't like it because it's Jared Goff. I don't want to hear any. I'm not watching that, but I'm buying your son a jersey.
0: Yeah, he wor- he's uh, he's still in preemie clothes right now, so maybe give him like a, a zero to six month one. That would work well.
1: No, I'm going to get him more than that. He's going to grow into the jersey.
0: Yeah, get like a zero to six month one.
1: No, I'm gonna get him like a one-year-old
0: one. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be covered. So him. it won't it won't
0: fit him until next year, and by that time, Jared Goff's gonna be a backup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah,
1: exactly. He's gonna have it for the whole season. He can't cop out.
0: He's gonna have it for years. That's what I mean. Yeah. Well, it's all a very fun. Every season. Um. Okay. Well, I guess to recap, I forgot to do that part. That I'm sorry. The man that produces me oh, on my ass tonight. Chicago at seven and a half wins. I have the under at seven and ten. You have the under at seven and ten. Green Bay or Detroit at four and a half wins. We both have the under at four wins. Green Bay, the over-under is ten wins. We both have the over at 11 wins. And Minnesota at nine wins. I have the under at nine and eight, and you have the over at ten and seven.
1: I hate you because you copied me.
0: Yeah, that was a little gross. Yeah, that's correct. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Battle Red Radio. And thank you Beyonce Taylor.
1: I'm gonna go watch more True Blood.
0: Hell oh, yeah. Suki. Okay.
1: Suki. Okay.